0: Welcome to the 209 Journey Podcast. I'm your host, Luis Urbano, and I'd like to thank everyone for taking the time out of their day to listen to the podcast, to this episode, to past episodes. It's really amazing. I really appreciate everyone who listens to the show. And if you are new to the show, in this show, we actually interview people who were born in the 209, people who have moved to the 209. That's what we're all about here, too. It's all about showcasing what our 209 has to offer and all the amazing stories that are in the area that don't always get as much publicity as they should. So hopefully we can inspire people from outside of the 209 who listen to a show to come visit one of our amazing cities or towns. Uh, we really hope to be able to achieve that. And if you are from the 209, hopefully you learn something new from the area in which you live at or even, you know, there where you were born at, you grew up at. You moved here too. So we are here um to just showcase everything that is in the 209. So before we introduce our awesome guests today, I wanted to remind you all: if you are not following the podcast social media yet, please give one of those platforms a follow. You can find it at the 209 Journey on Twitter, also the 209 Journey podcast on Facebook. Of course, you do also have the option to subscribe to the show which I highly recommend because it will actually give you a notification every time we post a new episode, which I got to say in the past, I know I said that I was aiming for every Tuesday. Uh, Life's gotten a little bit busy, so I haven't been able to quite time it on a Tuesday this time, but I am going to be posting a new episode once a week. That is definitely my goal is to have an episode posted each week, so be on the lookout for that. So joining me today on the 209 Journey podcast is a friend who I met a couple of years ago. She has a lot of interesting stories and, you know, I I am really excited to have her on here because she's done the trip from Oakdale to big cities, back to Oakdale, back to big cities, and uh, even worked at Disney as well. So really, really curious uh, how her journey went from 209 out of 209 to back in 209 and all that it it should be a really interesting conversation so let's all welcome Lauren Fields to the 209 journey welcome Lauren how are you?
1: Woo! Um, I'm doing great how are you? I feel like I needed to woo myself in. (laughs) (laughs)
0: That's that's awesome yeah I think everyone needs to woo themselves in and uh, you know I'm doing really good like I said, really excited to to have you on here. I know it's the first time you're on a podcast, which I was actually surprised to hear that, by the way, when you told me that. I was like, really?
1: really? <laughs> yeah, no, usually I'm the one just getting people to be on them. I never really have to talk on them, so.
0: Oh, uh, awesome. Hey, I, I did your job this time, right? I'm trying to find people to be on, and I did that, so.
1: <laughs> Give me a day off. I love
0: it <laughs> <laughs> You know, I, I learned from you, right? It's it's all those uh, uh, PR talks and all that. and that's where I'm at right now. So thank you.
1: You're doing a great job.
0: <laughs> <laughs> thank you. So let's go ahead and get started. Uh, as I said in the intro, uh, you grew up in Oakdale. You were actually born in Oakdale too. And you're our first guest we have on here that is from Oakdale. So tell me everything there is about Oakdale. How was it growing up and how has it changed over the years? Because I know it, it has really changed.
1: What a loaded question, but I love it. Um, yeah, Oakdale, Jokedale, or Oakdale, Smokedale, ain't no Jokedale. Um, Oakdale Bud, as a lot of people know us by. <laughs> um, rodeo, another great highlight of Oakdale. Um, yeah, so I was born in Oakdale, literally in the hospital here. There's only one. And um, uh, I actually come from my my dad was born in Oakdale, and my grandp- his parents were born in Oakdale. So we're like a third-generation family of Oakdale, which in Oakdale is a big deal cause we're the biggest small town in the central Valley, I think. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so growing up in Oakdale, it's, it was pretty cool. Cause we were, we were, I won't, was just kind of talking about it. I think when I was a kid, it was early nineties ish. So it was pretty much like a 10,000 person town, 15,000, maybe fluctuating between the two. And since then it has like grown to like, I think we've got like 25,000 it says or something, but, um, Lots more houses, a lot of the things that used to be just like orchards and fields and thing. it's like, oh, now it's developments. And so there's like new people here that weren't, you know, the Oakdale families. And so I feel like there's a bunch of different stuff going on where it's like, ooh, but it's still Oakdale deep down. It's like, oh, yeah, no, it's still all the same.
0: <laughs> so uh, I know Oakdale is uh, known for a really big festival, right? The Chocolate Festival. Uh, oh, my gosh. Tell me more about it. I know that's happening this year uh, as well, too, but I know you've probably been most of the time right you probably never missed one maybe unless Uh, you were like out yeah
1: as a kid we used to go all the time that was like oh chocolate festival weekend is here let's go it's going to be a big deal everyone avoid the middle of town um yeah we used to go all the time my older brother used to take me uh i passed out at one and hit my head real hard that was a good time um (laughs) uh, it was always nice because there was chocolate so you know that was always a good time and then i always liked all the vendors that would be through because uh for some reason right now the only thing i can think about when you said chocolate festival was there's a vendor who had and i know i've seen them at other festivals as well but those uh plastic dinosaurs with the straws and they had like a juice in them um it might have been just a weird 90s thing but it was awesome and they were like if they were there at the festival i was like i need my dinosaur cup so you know that was a very not probably oakdale themed but to me that was something i always remembered about the chocolate festival Um, unfortunately the chocolate festival, that was when Hershey's was there was when I was a kid. So it was like such a, such a big deal. And like, we went to Hershey's on, um, field trips, like in first grade, I remember. And just like the vats of peanut butter and chocolate and just be like, (gasps) you know, um, every first graders dream to go into a chocolate factory. But uh, now we have Sconza, which is great. Uh, I've been there actually, too. The people who are there are awesome. So they've been uh, keeping the chocolate festival going, which is lovely. Um, you know, don't let the tradition die because we like our chocolate festival here in Oakdale.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. And and when you mentioned that 90s thing, yeah, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I started to visualize because I've never seen that before. Right. But of course, you know, we know the. 90s the sippy cups right those oh, uh, they were uh, like
1: purple <laughs> and red and bright pink and whatever dinosaur you got had a different flavored juice and like I don't know what it was it was probably just straight syrup with like a dash of water but like as a child it was the best thing ever if I drink it now I'd be like <gasps> so much sugar
0: <laughs> it's really good though the uh, oak does continuing with that tradition because I remember when Hershey left, how much of an impact that did to the town, right? Like, you you probably knew a lot of people that were impacted.
1: 100%. And still to this day, it's still kind of something like you can bring it up around the wrong people. And like, you can just see everyone kind of like cringe. Like, it's still like a sore topic for some folk. Um, which understandably, it was a a big move. It was a huge industry here in Oakdale. So for them to just kind of like, and leave, it was like, oh, well, uh, uh, okay. A lot of people lost a lot there. But, you know. We recover as well. So, such is life. Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah. Uh, eventually, something else came by and, and that happened. But, you know, I'm glad that they they continue on with the festival because it should still be a tradition, right? And that's something that I think we see throughout different cities in the 209 is what I've noticed is that they still do their festivals, right? You got Riverbank with the wine and cheese. Oh, yeah. uh, they still have that going on. And, and so... It's it's awesome that we still see the small towns still have the Central
1: Valley. I think in general, just does is so obviously big on agricultural and produce and stuff. So it's great that every town kind of has like this focus of like this one's ours. We're gonna own it, and everyone here is gonna just be all about this thing. And whether it be asparagus, whether it be (laughs) like chocolate, whether it be wine and cheese, whether it be garlic, or, or you know wherever festival you're going to, it's just like. I love that they're all going to own it. And like, that's going to be what the town kind of rallies behind. Cause every town wants to be proud of whatever, you know, item they tell us like, this is ours. And we're like, yes, it, yes, it is.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. It's, and it's really great. I mean, it's great that they have that. Uh, they Apricot fiesta was actually my childhood festival. Oh yeah. Always Patterson. And, and it's, it's definitely grown quite a bit <laughs> since yeah. then. And, and it, it's awesome, you know, just to see those <laughs> things still thrive and, and people still going and, all that and that's that's basically only something you really find here right like we mentioned before we started recording that you know uh, everyone knows someone who knows someone here in the 209 and that's what makes it so great is that you can have a connection almost immediately with someone because they're gonna know someone that you know and that's not normally yeah. something you don't get in other places right
1: yeah so actually kind of jumping to like a disney point is there was <laughs> one point where uh I was working at Disneyland and at Disneyland, when you work at Disneyland, they put where your hometown is on your name badge. And I was working in like a huge store, just doing like retail and stuff. And I was helping this lady, you know, Disneyland, thousands of people, hundreds of thousands of people daily. This lady comes up to my thing. she checking her out. I'm asking her questions. We're talking. She's like, does your name badge say Oakdale? And I was like, yeah. And she's like, you're from Oakdale. And I was like, yes born and raised cowboy capital of the world da, 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 like my little oakdale yes i am spiel and she's like no way that's where i'm from like i grew up there blah, blah blah so we get to talking find out this woman was best friends with my aunt she baby or my dad babysat her and my aunt like when all the stuff so she used to go over to my grandparents house which they still live like right right around the rodeo grounds so everyone knows the house like if they know them they like oh yeah like that house by the rodeo grounds so <clears throat> like this whole woman knew all about my dad she was asking me questions such details and like telling me stories that I was like wait what I've never heard these things and she was just this lady that I met at checking out at Disneyland and I was like what like you were a pivotal part of my like parents life my like dad's life like I think she was even my aunt's wedding or something crazy but in the words of Disney it's a small world after all <laughs>
0: oh you, you took the words out of my mouth right there <laughs> I, I was just getting ready to say that I was like you know if the mouse is okay with me <laughs> saying this I'm gonna say this right now
1: <laughs> it's like I podcasted the podcaster <laughs>
0: yeah oh yeah you got me <laughs> uh, you know yeah I gotta say this I had a similar story that happened now that we're kind of mentioning a quick Disneyland story yeah. there too and this was really crazy and. the uh, I, I was with my parents and I think if I'm not mistaken, I think we were just sitting in a bench. It may have been like in the center, right, where you where you got that giant statue with uh, Walt and, and Mickey, right, holding a Mickey's hand. And out of nowhere, we see our front neighbors actually pass by and we were like, hey, is that you? And they're like, oh, yeah. And it was the craziest thing because we were like, wait, did you guys plan your vacation around the same time we planned it or... What, what just happened here? And they had no idea, right? We weren't, uh, we didn't know they were going to be there. They didn't know we were going to be there. There wasn't anything of that. It was just pure coincidence that we were right there at the That's same crazy. time.
1: You guys could have carpooled. Basically, yeah. <laughs>
0: so, you know, after that, I was like, you know what? It truly is a small world after all. That, they, is. Th- that is fact right there. And we also said, is also not sure another uh, factual claim and so it, it is really a small world and i think the craziest thing though is that you know going from our area to disneyland depending what time you go of course right if you go at, at maybe like night at 10 p.m. maybe you might be good you might miss traffic but any other time right it's it's a long drive right i mean it's going to be a good couple hours to to get there and so yeah, it was just so crazy. It's like wow, <laughs> we planned it so great without planning anything.
1: <laughs> I love it. <laughs> uh,
0: but we'll we'll definitely get some more Disneyland stories sure. here. Yeah. Like uh, after, I'm, open, I'm, <laughs> I'm really excited to hear more <laughs> Disneyland stuff too. Actually, yeah, as as you know, right? Because we had our conversations about that in the past. Oh, yeah. But I'm really curious to know, right? So you you make the jump from Oakdale to bigger cities, back to Oakdale, and you just keep going at it tell me what went behind your decision to say, you know what, I'm going to take a little break from uh, Oakdale, from the Central Valley. I'm going to go venture out and, you know, go to a bigger city. And, you know, just le- tell me a little bit more about that and about all the different journeys of going back.
1: As a kid, I traveled a lot just because my, my mom and loved traveling. So, like, I got out of Oakdale all the time. And so it was never kind of like one of those things that, like, like a lot of people who live in small towns and I think in Oakdale, um, you know, but uh, anywhere, uh, they're always like, want to get out of their small town life and blah, blah, blah. I was never that kid. I was, th- I loved Oakdale. I loved coming home to Oakdale. I like went on a two week road trip with my grandparents once in an RV. And as soon as we got out, I kicked open that door, got on the ground and started kissing the ground and rolling around in the grass. Like I loved coming. Like that was my favorite part of any trip was coming home. Um, So it was funny when I got older and like, you know, you turn 18, you're like, okay, what am I going to do? And, uh, originally I was going to go to college and move, and that was going to be my first move out. And that just didn't pan out the way that it was going to. So I was like, okay, well then I'll, I'll go to MJC. I'll, you know, be local. And then halfway through that, I was like, no, no, no. I want to do something different. Like, uh, let's just try something else. So that's when I went to new Orleans first, I, I went to new Orleans for a little bit and did some volunteer work down there for a summer. And then when I came back from that, I was like, Ooh, okay, that was fun. I I should do something like that again. And so then I just started to try and find opportunities that I thought I would like. And that's kind of what led me like to Disney. And I got the job at Disneyland and I was like, okay, well, here we go. We're going to try this. We're going to do this. And I think I was 19 when I first started, when I first moved. So my first time, like being in New Orleans was really my first time away from home and being in Louisiana, like so far away was like a lot, but that was really only a few months and i kind of had the decision of like well i can come back whenever i want this was more of like no i have to make a commitment to this like i'll have a job i have to have a place to live like i have to make pay bills like okay so that was kind of crazy but like thankfully like through disney like i did the college program so they assist you so much in that way and so they made it really easy like you basically get paid to live um in the disney housing and all this kinds of stuff while you t- take classes with them and they just do a really nice job of facilitating that and so That was like a six month program, so by the end of that, I was like, okay, like I can either go home or I can stay here, and I was like, I'm gonna stay here. And then I tried to find an apartment, and that's way harder than they ever tell you. Mm. (laughs) And so that hit me hard, and I was like, okay, I'm going home first, but maybe I'll come back. So then I went home after six months in LA, and I was like, all right, I'm I'm going back. I'm going back. I came home, but I'm going back. So six months later, I moved back. And uh moved into a house with some friends that I had made down there. And we got a duplex. There was f- three guys in one room, two or no, three girls in one room, two guys in another room, and that was and we had two bathrooms and that was it. And like we all had like giant dogs. It was a mess. It was so small and so ridiculous. And we all were 20 years old. So we were like, yeah. So that was great. Good times. Well, I all worked at Disneyland too. So that was the other funny part, was like it was a Disney household. Um Living, on your, living with five people is hard. Living on your own is hard. Living on your own in your 20s in LA with five people <laughs> is very difficult. So after about a year, I was like, we're going to change this situation again. And so me and one of the girls who lived with us is from Oakdale as well. She's my best friend. We've been best friends since Oakdale high school days. Woo um, So her and I were like, all right, we're blowing the popsicle stand. We're going back to good old Oakdale. Like, here we go. So <laughs> we go back to Oakdale. And um, when I came back to Oakdale that time, I, I came with purpose. Like I knew I was like, okay, I'm going to go to school. I registered at Columbia up in Sonora. And I was like, I'm going to get a degree. I'm going to figure out what I want to do. I'm going to figure out what I like. And then I'm going go to go to like a university and from there find something. So, yeah. So from there, basically that's when I moved again. That's what took me to Oregon. From Oregon, I went back to LA for about a year, which was its own thing. And then from LA, went to Seattle. And then from Seattle, I came back to Oakdale. And now I've been here again. And I've been here for, I think, two, three years now since then. Don't do the math to try and figure out how old I am, though.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, no, I just gave away my age. Oh, no. And I was
1: like, if anyone's counting the years, <laughs> that's
0: not Well, big th- th- they yeah. might overcount them, don't worry. Usually people like overcount them and they're like, wait, are you 40 years old? You're like, ah. Oh, okay. Sure. All right. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm 40. I think
1: that'd be a pretty cool 40 year old person.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's just uh, just knowing you, I'm like, oh yeah, that's true. I mean, you you're you think uh, different, I think, than uh, other millennials in, in the area, which which is great. I think we need more millennials like you that think that way too. <laughs> um, kind
1: of you. I'll, I'll be the millennial of our generation. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, but you know that's that's really interesting I mean the, you you moved back and forth and uh oh yeah th- and, like
1: uh... <laughs> it was so nice though like throughout all of that to kind of just encompass the whole thing like Oakdale never was not there like Oakdale was never not an option and that's what it was always the nicest thing is like no matter what s- I threw myself into and what experiment I was like I'm gonna try that like. I was like, I'm going to go try living there. I'm going to try living in this situation. I'm going to try working in this situation. And if I ever was like, mm, no, nope, this isn't quite right. I was like, well, I'll go back to Oakdale because at least I know that's a great like I'll be I'm good here. I'm fine here. Like it, I'm happy here. I love it here. There's so many things that I love here. So it's easy for me to like find myself. It's easier for me to like, get grounded. And I'm like, OK, yeah, like I can function very well here. But I grew up doing that.
0: So of all the times that, like, you moved back and forth uh, while you were away from Oakdale, wh- what were some things that, like, you missed the most uh, from not being Ooh. in Oakdale?
1: Um, I am a Stanislaus River girl. I am river folk. I miss jumping in the river. I miss hiking around Knights Ferry. You know me very well. You know that I'm in Knights Ferry quite often. Um, lived in Knights Ferry, actually, technically. One of those times that I moved back to Oakdale briefly <laughs> and then came back. but. Um, yeah so it was always that um but most mostly like the heart of it all is the community that i have here the community of people that i have here um oakdale surprisingly uh, not surprisingly erase that it's not surprising that oakdale has a good music scene it's just something that people don't recognize as much as they should um so like the music scene in oakdale um and just in the surrounding 209 area modesto turlock um all those kinds of guys um are really close. Like I love them. I love a lot of those folk. And um, so it was always hard being away from them because music's my, my lifeblood. So to be around people who at home make me feel like that and get to be around that kinds of stuff was always hard to be away from them. But the nice thing about music people is they often tour. So I'm usually came through my area at some point. (laughs) So it wasn't too bad, but you know, that's just kind of the stuff that I think people, when they think about maybe the 209 or Oakdale they don't always think about like oh yeah and they're like we have some really great like art and music and things like that and it's just like yeah no right here in our backyard like we don't gotta go to LA for that we don't gotta go to San Francisco for that it's a year
0: yeah and it's awesome right I mean the more we get to say that the more uh you know we we just get more tourism and more people exploring the area and you know that that's why this podcast is there for too also for those people who, who are like well, oh, what else do you guys do right aside from just being an agricultural valley. It's like, well, there's more to us, right? I mean, we do feed the world. I always tell people oh, yes. that aren't from the area. I'm like, oh, well, you know, we, we feed everyone if it weren't for us.
1: Yeah. I don't if know you not almonds get... and you like milk, then you are in the right town.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, but speaking of, of the music scene, yeah, w- what are some uh, artists that you would kind of recommend to people who aren't from Oakdale or even not even from the 209 or even who are, but, might not have a clue of, like, local music scene. What are some, like, musicians that you would recommend that were, like, born in, maybe not just Oakdale, but, like, in general in the 209 that you are, like, yeah, these are are the ones that you got to listen to?
1: Totally, yeah. So, of course, first off, my brother, uh, Willie T. Taylor, Will Taylor, um, he technically actually just moved out of Oakdale, so I don't know if that's blasphemous or not to say him first. But um, totally, uh, like, he... He's just he's everything to me about music. He's beyond Oakdale in that sense. So the fact that he is from Oakdale for me is just like one of those like, heck, yeah, we grew up in the same backyard. Like we grew up riding our bikes down the same streets. We grew up, you know, doing all those things that Oakdale kids do, like riding in their dad's trucks and like going over cattle guards and like, you know, doing stupid stuff in orchards and stuff like that. Like we have all that together and he writes songs about it and sings about it. And it's like, Oh, I know exactly who this person is because they lived a life so similar to mine. And that's just like, Oh yes. Perfect. And he just brings so many good people. Um, he brought uh Tom Vandenauvin who is a singer songwriter who actually is from Wisconsin and lived in Texas and all those kinds of stuff. Will kind of brought him in and now he lives in Oakdale. And so it's like, Oh, perfect. Lovely. Bringing in good people as well um modesto's got such a great music scene my roommate plays music she's actually an artist in the area too um beautiful work um but uh modesto and turlock like modesto's music scene there's just so many people like there's like the tiffany rose group there's chris Dowd, like who played in a band with will the good look thrift store outfit which is i would say a oakdale classic if you don't know the good look thrift store outfit and you're from oakdale then what are you doing why are you here no okay <laughs> But uh, yeah, there's just, there's been a lot. There's been so many people, the girl, uh, Ava Grace, like, I'm like, I know I'm blanking on people. So I feel bad because I want to name everybody I know. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like I've got to let everyone who's from here, like give them their credit. But there's just such a rich scene and it's constantly changing. It's con- conscious, like always evolving. Cole Hinkle and the debauchery are great. So- and it's great too, because a lot of the places around here allow them to do what they do. So whether it be, in Modesto, there's so many great venues that just allow them to kind of play with them. But the Knights Ferry like area, like we need more of it, of course. But like there's so many places that are opening up to it. Oakdale just got a, this great venue in the the brewery dying breed. I don't know if you've been there yet. Um oh yeah, okay, we're gonna have to do that sometime. <laughs> so this Oakdale's got a few breweries that have opened up within during the pandemic and all that kinds of stuff, and they're killing it. It's great. But Dying Breed specifically, they built like an outdoor stage and it's professional. It's great. And they've been bringing in a lot of like great acts and like big acts from different, like from the cities and all those types of things, but also still putting local boys on their stage or local gals and folk and people and things. And like, it's, it's awesome. It's so cool to see like bands that I usually would travel to the city to go see, like, just pick up and go and walk down, you know die and breed and so just a few blocks away and bam now i get to see a full like amazing show that i'd pay 20 bucks to go see in san francisco and drive all that way there you know so it's pretty cool like there's some cool stuff happening like things are working it's it's cool to see it blossoming like that and locally
0: yeah there's a lot of things going on around here and I think they just need to be brought more into light, right? And and that's that's one of the things that we're doing here again with the show with like, on social media. You
1: uh, you and I've had obviously working for marketing working together in a marketing agency in, in the 209 area, which is where we met. Um, I think we've had that conversation a lot of just like how people in our area consume media and how they like advertisements and how like that. And it's interesting to watch even those kinds of things, how much they've changed. Since you and I just worked together like a year or two ago, I don't know about you and where you're at, but I feel like Oakdale consumes things in such a different way than they did just two years ago. Yeah. And when I mean by consume, you know, like social media, advertising, marketing, all those types of things that we think about on the daily that some people don't even realize, but it's intriguing.
0: Yeah. We're going to be more uh, technologically, you know, advanced than all that here. And I've always said it, right? I mean, even though the big cities might have more technology, they might have more of that. Eventually, we're going to catch up. It's only a matter of time, right? Because we're seeing so much growth in the valley. We're seeing so many things, you know, being constructed, so many different companies coming down and all that, that I think it's a matter of time before that happens. But I am a little worried, though, that, uh, you know, they might, you know, uh, mess around with a lot of agricultural fields. And before you know it, we might not be in that valley anymore. And There might be something else.
1: (laughs) I know. That's always like the fears, like the city people are coming. Like, I always feel like that's the thing. It's like, as soon as they start building houses, everyone's like, people from the city are coming Ah!" and It's like, okay, like, yeah, I get it. Like, I'm worried about it too. Cause obviously, like I said, from when I was a kid, what Oakdale was to now is it's different, but like, it doesn't go away. Like that heart and soul of a, of a town doesn't disappear as long as the people don't. And so the more people who join, yeah, they'll, they'll shift and change it. But, the, the, the foundations laid like it is what you want it to be. And it's going to stay the way that, you know, with a little bit of that kind of heart, hopefully, and the good stuff, you know. So I have, yeah. I have some faith in our small towns, you know, and also the people need to eat so they can not take away the fields, man. We got <laughs> we got people to feed in this world.
0: Yeah, no, that's that's true. that Whenever I think about that, I'm like, well, uh, you know, maybe. Maybe it might not go away. Um, I mean, there's other options, right? They could do too. And even if it doesn't just completely go away, right? They could always just do uh, like, you know, indoor growing and all that, which, you know, might help us with the drought that we're having right now. <laughs> uh, and and that, that might end up being something that they do, uh, you know, just to recycle water and and all that stuff. So uh, who knows? It, it might, because we are in in a serious drought.
1: One of my friends has a song. Uh, they live in Santa Cruz, but I think, I think about it all the time during the summer here when we were in drought time. And the the lyric is, um, um, come to California where the grass is always brown. And I think that's like, just kind of the funniest line, because I feel like growing up in California in general, when you leave California, people are like, oh, you're from California. And it's like, yes, but guess what? We ain't pretty. Like, at least like, you know, I think we're pretty. I love it. Like, don't, not saying that we're not pretty, but like, it's not that, you know, idealized vision that people have, especially being from the central Valley. Like, I remember people in, in Florida asking me once if I like had Nate, like famous neighbors and stuff. And I'm like, no, I, I live next to like the old woman who's my friend's grandmother. And she brings me cookies and, you know, my neighbor who I've never met, but I'm pretty sure he like, rode a bull in the rodeo or something and won a medal or something for it. Unfortunately, I don't know a lot about the rodeo. So I'm sorry for having being the first Oakdale representative and not knowing too much about rodeo. Horrible representation. I apologize. Oakdalians. <laughs>
0: and, and, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, they do say that, but it's like, well, I know plenty of people from the L.A. area who don't know anyone who's famous. Yeah. So it's like eh, you could still be from where the famous person is from. And still don't know them, right? Because they, they're in their like, own world. They're not going to be out there. They're not going to be... They're surely not going to be going downtown, right? Because they, right, they got like, their own...
1: If you live there, you don't care. You're not going down your grocery aisle worrying about who you're grocery shopping next to. <laughs> you're just trying to get your mac and cheese so you can go home and eat dinner. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's so true, right? Like I, I think it's really only people that aren't from the area that really go crazy over, oh, look, that's so-and-so. Oh, look, let's go find that celebrity you
1: know yeah exactly uh
0: but you know fortunately we we don't have that and and if you ever do see a famous person around here it's like oh what brings you to our central valley great wait, do you, you need know? a
1: map did you get lost <laughs> <laughs> are you on your way to yosemite you must go that way
0: <laughs> oh yeah that that's true right and you bring up another good point right that ah. oakdale is pretty much like the,
1: the gateway, gateway to yosemite oh, yes
0: wait wait there we <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that, is that right?
1: <laughs> um, when i was okay total side tangent off the gateway of Yusufi, but when i was like 14 i brought these musicians from like the sacramento area to come play a show at one of the community halls because i was that kid and like um these guys none of, none of the musicians i brought had ever been to oakdale had ever heard of oakdale like n- there was like a band from Sacramento, or there's three bands from sacramento and one from la and I remember the band, one of the bands from Sacramento, the guy's like a famous YouTuber now, which is super weird, but like, he like looked up Oakdale on Wikipedia and just started listing all these facts about Oakdale like throughout his set, like his song would end. And he'd be like, so Oakdalians, did you know? And like, would be like this famous football player or blah, 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 like whatever Oakdale tidbit he had. And he would like say it. And then he'd be like, yes, the gateway to Yosemite. And so anytime I hear the gateway to Yosemite, I just see this spiky emo haired, purple haired kid being like the gateway to Yosemite, Oakdale fun fact. Like, so that will forever be the gateway to Yosemite person for me. But yes, to get back to Yosemite.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, I I mean, I just think it's really great that, you know, you guys are considered that. And, uh, you know, for anyone who wants to go to Yosemite, it's like, well, you got multiple ways to go to Yosemite. But personally, I I prefer taking usually the way where you pass by Oakdale versus passing through like, you know, Merced through through that side. Uh, Not that it's not great, but I just think that uh, I'd much rather pass by Oakdale because there's a lot, a couple more things to do there than over on the outskirts of Merced, which you know you're getting more uh outskirts and there's not really that much over there. Whereas over here with you guys, right, you pass Oakdale, you have Night's Ferry, you have uh the new bar that you said just opened, right? You have the music scene, you have a ice cream shop, right? That's also in Knights, Knight's Ferry. Ferry. Yeah. Oh, Nights
1: <laughs> creamery. Yeah. Knights Ferry is like. Like anyone who goes to Yosemite through the Oakdale route, like obviously stop in Knights Ferry, do the covered bridge, learn as much history as possible. That town is beautiful. It's ancient. It's it's just amazing. Um, head up the creamery. creamery, head up, uh, you know, the general store that's been there forever because the general store is <laughs> a magic place and like it's the most magic place in the world. And the river's edge is great if you want a nice like lunch or dinner and like sit by the river. Like Knights Ferry to me is just like the gem of the world.
0: Oh, yeah, it really is, especially if you want to go hiking, too. Uh, There's a lot of great views. uh, And yeah, I I mean, it it, it is the place. And, you know, I I might be wrong. I I shouldn't be quoted for this, too. But I have a feeling that it's the place where if you want to get a nice outdoorsy studio kind of feel, right, Mm -hmm. to take professional pictures at, I think that is probably the one place. That is
1: the number one location (laughs) for photo shoot families. Can I tell you, maternity photos, Knights fairy? prom photos, Knights fairy. senior photos, Knights fairy. Like everybody I know <laughs> has their like fancy photo, like up in Knights Ferry with like the background of the hills all golden <laughs> with all of it or like the river flowing by with their family in arms. Like, I love it. I love it so much because it's like Knights Ferry is truly beautiful and it's just great that it's become like the touch tone like backdrop for everybody's family moments
0: <laughs> it actually I mean I speak by uh, experience actually because it was the backdrop to uh, a couple yes. of pictures that they took when I went out with a club in college uh, we made a trip out out there and we even went camping out there too and uh there was you know, like
1: a a, a so. photography club or something like that I heard about and they would go up to Night's Ferry and do like photos or something. And I was always like, yeah, I've been out there like hiking with my dog and like there's people painting out there. There's always somebody, people are always up to nonsense up there. There's always people filming (laughs) things. Like it's yeah. There's always people just walking down the road with a guitar, like night's Ferry is like the smallest place, but it's always popping.
0: (laughs) So I want to know this. And uh, I I know this one's going to be a really tough question, but you could, it doesn't have to be the most, but. If you have one, great. Really if good. not, no. Um, but what what would you say has been like your most favorite memory uh, in Oakdale? What, what's mm-hmm. like that one story that, you know, anyone who asks you about Oakdale, you're like, oh, yeah, this is like m- one of my most favorite moments that I've had so far. Uh, I'm going to kind any- of like
1: combine a bunch of moments. because Okay,
0: awesome. That's cool.
1: Yes. So, and it's it is what it is. I'm not even going to try to defend it. So kind of going back to the music side of things. There's something, like, for me, and I, I talk about this to people all the time, and I talk to people just because it's part of that community that I was talking about earlier, but um, Nights at the cowtrack Track in, <laughs> Lounge in Oakdale, for me, especially when there was music there, are just one of those, you sit down at the bar, Charlie's behind the bar, you totally know who's bartending, no matter who it is. If it's not Charlie, you still know if it's somebody else, you know who the, the security guard is. You're battling with some table off to the side with the jukebox and who's going to play the better music. Your best friends are walking in, even though you guys weren't even texting each other. And then everyone's yelling at each other, trying to play shuffleboard. The band is playing and it's probably Willie T or it's, you know, the good luck through store outfit or back in the day at least. And like, you know, somebody that is local, somebody that is your bud, somebody like they used to do open mic nights on Wednesdays. And those were the nights. Um, But like, that's just that whole thing of like, you go into the cow track. Like if I, when I go, like, it's one of like, I'm going to see my mom. I'm going to see, you know, Tom, I'm going to see like my family. I'm going to see my closest friends. I'm going to see people I love. Like, it's just that moment of like, Oh yeah, this is, this is, this is the, like, this is the the epicenter of like what I like in my life, you know, what the people I love in my life, like we can all come here. And we all kind of are like, yeah, like we won't know everybody at the bar, but it's most nights you walk away and you're friends with all these new people you know, or you're sitting there and you're like, Oh man, I remember seeing that person from high school. Oh, I don't remember their name. Like crap. <sighs> I had been to the cow track when there was like some Oakdale high school reunion went there one night and I was like, I need to leave. Everybody knows each other. <laughs> like, You know? So it, it, it's, it's a balance of course, but for me, like, it's just those nights where we we'd all get together. We'd all go out to for a common purpose, whether it be music or just getting together to, you know, have a good time together and the way everything kind of serendipitously like falls into place because you know we all know like hey we can go there and we're gonna we're gonna have a good time like that was just oh it's hard to find those kinds of places especially when there's so many options but like you know we got our crew we know where to find each other it's great it's cheers you know where everybody knows your name <laughs> that,
0: that's awesome i mean you, you put it very well right everyone knows your name and that's basically what what the 209 is and especially more communities like Oakdale right that are are, are still small and hopefully you know they they stay that way because everyone who has lived there like yourself really loves that aspect of it too and looking at it from I guess you could say from an outsider's perspective from me being in Modesto which we know is a little bit bigger um, you know I think it's it's really awesome to still see that. Uh, not that we're losing some of that ourselves here, but you guys have more of that, right? Cause you still have more of that small community feel. Uh, One, and I think the... it also
1: depends too. Uh, Cause sorry to cut you off there, but uh, just kind of on, I just thought of this, but like my family, I, I mentioned that like part of my family was born and raised here. My, my mom wasn't, my mom was actually uh, from LA. My dad was a member of the community. So he was very involved. My brother is a member of the community and is very involved. And like, even though like I have kind of pinballed all over the West coast, I guess, essentially like, um, you know, my little brother was really involved. Like a lot of my family has been very involved in the community in their own way, and their own, you know, situation. And so it's kind of funny to kind of be the, the one who's always like away from Oakdale and then to come back, but everyone knows my family. And everyone's like, wait, you're related to them? You're related to them? They're related? Like, and I'm always like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you don't even know the like triangles that exist in this town. Like, those are my people, but like, no one would know. So it is kind of nice because I feel like a little incognito sometimes because I'm like, oh, yes, I'm the forgotten sister or the forgotten daughter. Like, <laughs> not forgotten. I don't want to say that. That sounds horrible. But, you know, like, I feel like I've kind of been able to, like, because I've left and gone around so much that I'm like, hello, yes, I am an Oakdalian. Surprise. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. It would be Oakdalian. I just heard the that's last part. I, always alien, say. I don't like...
1: know what it actually is, but I've just, that's always the one I've preferred because I think it's just more exciting to say. <laughs>
0: No, that, that is actually a really cool, like, okay. name. It, it sounds kind of cool. Yeah, you know, it's with Modesto that sometimes I'm like, what What are we, Modestonians? Mm-hmm. But it, then that makes it sound like we're from, like, the Stone Age, right? <laughs> it does kind of. So I'm like, well, what other name? Come on, someone. I remember, like
1: a Modestin? I don't well, know. I guess uh, Modestite. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <something>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like so, someone uh, give us a, a a good name, but not, you know, an appropriate one, right? Because we've heard all oh yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah all
0: yeah. the yeah. other ones <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, uh, out there. I feel like if,
1: uh, to, to keep a tie or a toe in Oakdale of some sort. Like I probably have to like be an ambassador that does get to leave. Yes, I'd travel so often and like try and do random stuff so often that it just be like, I I love you from afar. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you, you read my mind. You know, but you <laughs> that'll probably be the title of this episode. Oh, Oakdale's ambassador, Lauren Fields. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I, I just—I don't know uh, how
1: well that fits. Like, I'm a little kooky, but... <laughs> <laughs> like, but you know, I do what I can. I guess I'm still Oakdale, okay. still born and raised. Really. Yeah, still. still That—that—that
0: yeah. <laughs> so that, that should be fair, right? I mean, I, 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 there is no, there is no characteristic of any town that—that's the way I see it, right? Because if you true. grew up that's somewhere, saying, that's true. where you grew up at. Doesn't matter what where it is, right? People shouldn't like stereotype shouldn't just say oh you're from there okay you must be you know it's like that it's like no you must be however you are right no matter where where you grew up at so uh yeah so in in my mind I gotta say anytime I think Oakdale because uh, I mean a part of it might be because uh, you know I have never really talked to someone I was going to say Oakdalian o- again, to use your Dalian. terminology. <laughs> uh, I haven't talked to someone as much uh, as, as yourself from Oakdale. And so anytime I think Oakdale, I'm like, oh, that's Lauren's town. That's Lauren's hometown. So.
1: Oh, and I own it too. Like, I'm like, yeah, from Oakdale. Let's go to Cahoots. <laughs> Let's do this. <laughs> yeah. You like the fire horn engine? Woo. I love that thing. Yeah. I don't <laughs> know if you know this. This is a, a, my favorite Oakdale tidbit. And it's very dear to my heart. And it, it does cause a lot of controversy in the town. Um, I think there was some article in the Oakdale leader at some point about it, but, um, there's, so the firehouse in Oakdale, it has this like horn on the top of it. And it goes off in the morning at noon and at night. So I think it goes off at seven in the morning and like six o'clock at night. And it's this loud, like, it's just obnoxious. If you're close to it, it will give you a heart attack. Um, I love it. I love it. I think it's the weirdest Best thing like in the world, and some people don't. But I'm like, that's an Oakdale thing, and I will tell everyone about it because it's awesome.
0: <laughs> oh, and oh, it was oh. gone
1: for a while, and I was really upset about it. But they brought it back, and I hope they never take it away.
0: <laughs> no, I I I have to experience that myself as much yes, as like you said. So I might those, get a heart attack, but yeah, don't get go. Too
1: close to the firehouse. Like <laughs> trying to stay a few blocks away still, because you'll hear it no matter where you are in town. Um, oh wow. Yeah, but that's that's a great Oakdale thing that uh, a lot of people hate, but I love it. Um, (laughs) And yeah, seven o'clock in the morning, noon and six o'clock at night.
0: Hey, if you want to know what time it is and you don't have a watch or your phone's battery's dead, that's one way to find out. Right.
1: Exactly. I love it in the morning because I'll be doing stuff. And then when I hear it, I'm like, oh, it's seven. Okay, I got to do this now. You know, it's a great like reminder of like, oh, it's this time. Okay, like I should probably get on on this or get off that or do whatever I'm doing for me that's how I used it but I've, I've lived around it my whole life and also like my, my man my uh, father was a fireman so I'm partial because it was at the firehouse so I'm like haha <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, and not to mention it's an alarm as well right you forget to put your alarm you got you got a free yeah, alarm
1: close enough I can't imagine you would ever be able to wake up anytime after seven <laughs>
0: <laughs> well that's that that's good I, I gotta say that's really good because sometimes. It's so easy to oversleep and you you need that. You need yeah, and
1: there's no snooze on this thing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, you're going to it's going to wake you up. Uh, well, last thing Lauren because uh, and and I know we we kind of mentioned it before, but I, I can't have a podcast with you if I don't have some more Disney stories <laughs> uh because I know that at least when it comes to uh, Oakdale because of course I haven't talked to the people in the area who also worked at Disney. You're probably mm-hmm going back to the oakdale ambassador thing you're probably <laughs> disney's oakdale ambassador i i can almost guarantee it right now without talking to anybody else in oakdale you are a representation <laughs> of oakdale that went to disney and all that and and for a lot of people it's like in their dream list right to just work at disney it doesn't matter what they do they just want to be there and all that so you know just th- th- tell me some of your memorable stories you know it could be one or two uh that, you know, you, you forever remember when someone asks you, how was it like working at Disney that that these are like some of the things you, you say.
1: Okay. Yeah. Um, I will say totally on like, I don't know if I am the Disney, uh, I I was a Disney ambassador, actually. Like that was a title that I held, but, um, so that's kind of funny, but, um, I'm sure there's tons of people in Oakdale who can gladly talk about Disney for hours and love it and all that kinds of stuff. Um, for me, uh, I decided that I wanted to work for Disney as a kid, just almost like as a joke. Like I was like, oh yeah, that's, that's my dream. Cause like, I liked Disney, but I wasn't like obsessed. Like I was just like, oh, it's, I, I enjoy it. Cause it's weird and fun and for kids and yeah. Um, and so the reason that I wanted to join though, was because in the Modesto mall, the vintage fair mall, they had the Disney store. And back then it was the one on the first floor, Uh, It was the pink and green stores, what they called them. That was the design of those types of stores. And um, they had the window display with Donald and Goofy and they were playing violins and there was music papers flying around. I don't know if you remember this. Do you remember this? Yes.
0: Oh, yeah. 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 I used to always go to it whenever I would go to the mall. That was like the one store that it's oh. it's all, it's up for sure you got to go there you got to no experience what, a even little if bit you're
1: like not into it you still had to do a lap like just yeah. plus to and turn around
0: mm-hmm. um
1: <laughs> totally and i remember as a kid walking by i was like i'm gonna work for disney because i want to get in that window display and like i just wanted to sit in the window display and mess with stuff and touch it like i just that was i was like yes that's what i want i can now say that i have done that I sat in that window display. I have many pictures of me playing the violin of things in those windows set before they got rid of that store, before they closed that uh, pink and green and moved to the upstairs one. I was like, ha, 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 I get into with my dream. And that was me completing my Disney dream. <laughs> so I know other people's Disney dreams might be a little bit different. So I want to put that into context because it was all about being in that window display in the vintage mall <laughs> for me, huge highlight. <laughs>
0: and that's not even considering the park itself right i mean i mean like
1: yeah that was i worked at the parks first which is the funny part like i worked for the parks and then ended up working for the stores for a while (laughs) um but yeah so that that was just like for that one i was like oh yeah i got to live that disney dream how amazing wonderful yes the parks though and things like that uh oh just stories of working at the parks i i it's one of those things where i have so many so many that i'm like i don't The best part about it, honestly, is just the interactions with people. That's always my that's what I like about anything and everything that I do is and you know, partially why I do PR and marketing and things like that, is I love creating those experiences. And Disney on every level, whether it be store, whether it be, you know, at the parks, whether it be however they want to interact with you, they try to make every moment special and personal and magic. They want to always create magic. And that is something that I love, I love all of that, whether, and it doesn't even have to be Disney themed for me, but for them, it's just like, for them to be able to do that, they taught me that. And I love being able to bring that into like the real world the outside world and the outside of Disney world. And so I think beyond everything, any moment that I got to like hang out with a kid and they got to teach me all about Tinkerbell and her fairy friends. And like, we would run around like having an adventure, like on the floor of the stores and like, you know, pretending we were fairies hiding under rocks, like, that's those little small moments or kids. When I had like short red hair, who'd be like, are you Peter Pan? And then I'd be like, yes. And like run and hide from them because they'd have to find me or like, you know, teaching kids how to play, like how to play with lightsabers and teaching them Jedi training and doing all those types of things. Like that's the kinds of stuff like at the park, at the store, like whatever my Disney experience was, that's the stuff that I'm like, that's, that's, that's the Disney magic. That's what you can't, sell that. That's something you can only create through like real interaction and real experience of like being there with somebody who's going to like bring that world to life. And that's, that's the coolest thing.
0: Yeah, that's so awesome. And then then you come back and over here, you apply that. I, I think it's really great when you work at a job and you get not just professional development, right? But you learn to apply things from one job in other aspects of life I mean, that that's, that's an awesome job right there. I mean, when you achieve that.
1: And that's, what's funny is like, you know, I, I went to college to get a degree in PR and public relations stuff. And, you know, I did an internship and did all these fancy like marketing jobs and agency jobs. But like, I learned the most about marketing and PR and just, you know, working with people from working in retail at the Disney store or from, you know, doing whatever odd job that I had at the, at Disneyland park where I was getting paid minimum wage. Like nothing taught me more than those experiences. And nothing has taught me more in a professional sense. Nothing has taught me more in like a, how I conduct my business and professionalism with people. Like it has completely taught me everything that like, I hold dear to my practice. And it's just like, and it wasn't even like, it wasn't, you know what part of like the career aspect of it all it was just like no nah, it's just the job that I kind of took and would grab for fun and that I was good at and that I liked it and I was like cool like I'm just gonna you know hang out with kids today and pretend we're all Captain Marvel and you know mm-hmm. go pew pew all day or something. <laughs> 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 know, like, so much. Um, but that's just you know the crazy bit of it all and you know of course there's the crazy stories of like getting to ride rides and see things before other people do. And, you know, be a part of those big announcements because there are so many people who love Disney with all of their heart. And that is that is their, their makeup, their personalities and their everything. And like, I don't, it's not mine, which is fine. Like, I still love it. I still appreciate it. There's so much about it that I find so intriguing, but um, it is just something that I'm like, it's just so good. It's just so like, you can't deny like the greatness that they are and what they've done with branding and marketing and, um, just overall magic creation like they literally are a magic factory and it's like how in the world like even after like i worked with disney overall for seven years and uh i'm still like how am i not completely jaded by these people (laughs) (laughs) that's always the biggest shock to me but i'm like because the magic is way worse but like all of the good completely weighs out any of like the things that people are like ah disney's bad and i'm like no it's never never (laughs)
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean people, I mean in general uh, a lot of people like to look at at the not so good things, right? And and not not really look at at other aspects uh, of it too and and yeah. I mean they they've done a really amazing job uh running that company and then they continue to grow and <laughs> they they acquire more things and uh yeah, I mean it's, it's <laughs> there's there's a lot a lot on that too and and if I could do a podcast on Disney too, see there you go. I might <laughs>
1: <laughs> i don't doubt uh, that that would be a very long podcast there's so much to discuss there
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah yeah there'd be a I'm lot sure some and...
1: people have already covered that ground in in great detail
0: <laughs> oh yeah yeah i'm sure there's there's a lot of them out there and oh, i'm yeah. not i'm not a connoisseur by any means of, of disney to have to say um but you know i do enjoy uh some some movies especially if they come from pixar that's my pixar. number one
1: yes uh, <laughs> run. i mean now that Disney has acquired uh Star Wars and Marvel as a Star Wars and Marvel uh, fan, I was like, well, looks like they've captured me even more than they have me before. So, <laughs> darn.
0: <laughs> You're like, I might go back now, right? We are back yeah.
1: Now. yeah, that was like the thing was I was like, well, I could always just go back to Disney no matter what happens in my life. Like, mm-hmm. I could always just go back, <laughs> I guess, <laughs> but... I think I think me and the mouse have parted ways I think we're we're good I don't, I can't imagine mo- not moving back to LA. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> like nope that's not happening like done it three times now. third time was not a charm so oh. we're just gonna ax that idea and we'll see what happens.
0: <laughs> oh yeah yeah you're like I've, I've been yeah I, I I get you as someone who just travels there just for vacation I'm like oh I'll, we'll leave it at just vacation. I gotta <laughs> go back home. I miss home. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, I'm, I'm back and forth. Like, sometimes I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm moving out here. This is where my new home will be. And then I'm like, <laughs> but I live here, and I like my house, and I like my place, and I know where my favorite island, the grocery store is, and all
0: that. <laughs> yeah, and, and, you know, it's one of those things that I feel like I, I almost say, I think it's going to become a tradition where I say it in every podcast that anytime any one of us from the 209 goes out or and even people who have lived like in your case, right, like who have moved out for for a little bit, we always end up being homesick. And a lot of people, I've heard it from uh, other people as well, that they end up coming back. Right. They're like, you know what? I'm just I'm going to go back home. I'm done with this traffic. I'm done with this like city life. Uh, I'm done with paying so much for rent and all that. I'm I'm going back home.
1: (laughs) Shameless plug here to again, my music friends, uh, Willie T Taylor, the song Lullaby, that song talks completely about that exact thing about going off to the city and just like, man, like that homesickness. And like, I will say every time I've left Oakdale, there's still always some part of me. That's like, what, like, what am I doing? What am I missing? Like what, what is this? I just need to go back home and like figure it out and then I'll come visit and I'll be like, this was the most refreshing weekend. I'm rejuvenated. <laughs> I feel like that the whole thing again and then I'll go away and I'm like, hmm, what is that? I missed that again. Like, what? and it's like, there's not, it's just something, but yeah, shameless plug to Willie T. Taylor's song, uh, Lullaby. That song got me through Every single time I lived away, every time I move away, I listen to that song and I'm always like, yeah, this is right. This is just, this is my life. <laughs> so definitely <laughs> suggest if you're from the 209 and you miss it, take a listen to that song. It's a nice little folky tune for you.
0: <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. I'll have to listen to that anytime I'm out on vacation because I'm not planning on like moving anytime soon, but if I'm, in, if I'm on vacation, it's, it's, oh, up yeah. Yeah, and up it's just a little like, too long. <laughs> It's a little too long. Two, two days are a little too long. No. I
1: was going to say, is vacation ever too long, though? I mean, I don't know if I've ever had that problem. But.
0: Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, I meant like little too long as in like little too long outside of home, right outside of the area. It's like, I, oh, yeah, I could yeah. go back to vacation. I think I'll just go, uh, you know, I I went to Disneyland one day already, right? Okay, oh, yeah, staycation I'm going back. time
1: now. Like, <laughs> let's get back to the staycation.
0: Yeah, yeah, nothing like and a after good after
1: we're all still into <laughs> this vacation.
0: P- pretty much, right? It's, it's yeah. We're, we're still in, in that. Cool. Well, thank you so much, Lauren. We have had a really great time, as I always do, talking to you. And you know, it had it, been years, right? I think at this point, uh, or not, not years. It feels like years, right? But I think maybe like a year since we had actually talked, right? uh <laughs> it, As in, like not just like message, but actually voice uh, <laughs> chatted. And so it's it's been really great. I'm really glad that you. Uh, chose this podcast as your first podcast that you're on uh oh, yes thank really you great. for
1: asking me thank you for having me it was a blast I was like super nervous before coming on I was like what do I do but you know obviously like you and I we we have great conversations I think every time we get together and talk so I was like oh duh, I forgot how easy it is to talk to you so you're perfect for like podcast hosting <laughs>
0: Oh, th- thank you. I, I, I'm really glad to to hear that. And yeah, it seems like every time I talk to you, I, I learn a little bit more about Oakdale. And that's really great because, of course, Modesto, Oakdale, they're right there, right? They're like almost neighbors. <laughs>
1: yeah, we're buds. I was like, we've got like, what, Riverbank, Escalon in between. But hey, we're we're all friends in here.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, and not to mention, it's a really great drive going down there i mean it, it's i never hear traffic at least the times i go right because we're in the central valley too so what what's traffic three cars that are just stopped at a stop Uh
1: it's either a tractor like an almond track like there's some almond shakers or something like that or the freight trains that's pretty much your two causes of traffic like i got stuck behind the tractor which i've been late to work because of getting stuck behind tractors or the freight trains. both um and i'm sure anyone in the 209 is like oh yeah they know what's going on. They know about those tractors and freight trains.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Especially the freight trains. Oh, let me oh, tell you. Uh, <laughs> anytime I would go to Churlock right, for college, uh, it seems like the train always wanted to pass by at that time, right? It's like, oh, great, great job. Just when I got to go to class and I'm going to probably be running super late or I'm going to be running, literally running to class. Yeah, that's that's what's going to happen now. <laughs> love it. <laughs> uh, uh, awesome. Well, again, yeah, thank you so much. Uh, you know, I might invite you back on in the future, too. I I, I might be doing something for like the 50th anniversary the hun- or the hunt, not the 50th anniversary, am I? the 50th yeah. episode <laughs> anniversary, uh, or the 100th. you uh, know, I'm still kind of uh, brainstorming ideas on what I could do. But I want to do something, you know, where I bring back the guests and all that. So I'm sure now that we'll
1: hang up, I'll think of like a bazillion Oakdale stories too. I'll be like, oh yeah, I should have talked about this. So, you know, I'm sure I'll have some good stuff.
0: (laughs) Oh yeah, we'll have another round, another round of uh, Oakdale stories. Maybe have you, maybe do like uh, more guests from Oakdale, maybe do some live shows with people from different towns and talk stories. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm eventually going to incorporate some live shows because as you know, I I do live shows for my other podcasts. So, you know, I think with this one, it'd be kind of cool. Have something like that. Cool. Well, take care, Lauren, and uh, hope to talk to you soon.
1: Yeah, we'll see each other at Jessica's thing. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Shout out to Jessica.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, once again, thank you so much to Lauren for joining the podcast today. It was really great to be able to talk to her about growing up in Oakdale and, of course, the Disney stories, which she has a lot. I mean, we could have done a whole episode on just The things that happen uh, both in the park in the store I've heard a lot of stories and she's always got a lot more so anytime we have on the podcast again I'm definitely going to bring that up again because she knows a lot about Disney and she she's just really super knowledgeable about that so of course that had to come up on the podcast here as well and so it's it's really great The fact that she grew up in uh, Oakdale and she came back to Oakdale and she really does uh, reflect what a lot of us who are from here from the 209 regardless of what town city you are from in the area we always miss home when you grow up in the area uh, you could move out you could travel somewhere but it's one of those things where you always have this area in mind and you come back and it's a whole lot different when you go out and, you know, we we might not have what these big cities have, right? All the touristy attractions and all that, but there is something different about this area. And a a lot of it is that, you know, we might have uh, cities when you compare maybe Modesto to Oakdale, but even though Modesto might be a little bit bigger, you still have that like local vibe to it. And, you know, there's still things going on in downtown that are more smaller scale and you don't really find that anywhere else. You can go to a big city and you might find, you know, like things that might seem like they're from a smaller city, like, you know, maybe a a small restaurant and mom and pop shop and whatnot. But it never truly does compare to what you could find in the valley because a lot of these plays have been around for a long time and uh, people know each other uh, by name, Uh, uh, certain businesses know their customers really well, right? Because uh, you know, they've established those connections with their customers and all that. So it's really quite different. And Lauren put it really well when she talked about uh, different plays in Oakdale and whatnot. So if you haven't been to Oakdale, highly recommend you go check them out. Um, not just of course when you're going on your way to Yosemite, but if you are on your way to Yosemite, let me tell you, it's the perfect spot to stop by while you're on your way there or when you're on your way back. Check out one of the restaurants. Uh, uh, check out the Chocolate Festival when that's going on as well. Uh, I mean, it, it's it's a really great place to to stop by uh, wh- when you're on on the way to. Uh, Yosemite, or if you're on the way to Knights Ferry or Sonora, um, you know that that's it's a really great place to to check out there, and you know, be check out some of the places that Lauren mentioned. So, as always, thank you so much again to everyone who takes the time out of their busy days to listen to my podcast. I really appreciate it. It's really awesome. I'm super excited to be able to do this podcast as well because. As I mentioned, uh, I believe in my first episode, I do also do other podcasts as well, but I always wanted to do one that was centered around the area where I grew up in, because as I always say, there's always interesting stories that people who were born here or moved here have to tell to everyone. And I'm really glad that we can use this podcast to be able to tell those stories and Again, to encourage people who maybe aren't from this area to come visit us and for all of us even who are in this area to get to learn a little bit more about the neighboring areas that are near the place where we live at. Just as I said earlier, I, every time I talk to Lauren, I learn something new from Oakdale. So it, it's really awesome to be able to use this platform for that. And so uh, I, I hope that you are able to learn something new every time you listen to the show. And of course, uh, as I like to say in every show, if you know someone or if you are someone who would be interested in being on the show because you have a story to tell, uh, please, please reach out to me on social media. Again, you can find uh, the podcast at The 209 Journey on Twitter and Facebook. So send a message if you have something to share with us. That would be really awesome. And, you know, we'll, we'll see if we can have you here on the show. So you can tell your story about where you grew up at. So, well, thank you so much, everyone. Have a great day or night whenever you might be listening to this. And you will hear me next week here on the 209 Journey podcast.